0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen Do not attempt to adjust your TV or Facebook feeds We will return it to you as soon as You are grooving Welcome to the Sideline Junkies channel Deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial Brothers, known as The Wrestlemaniacs, dealers in Wrestling knowledge And uncut opinions Better known as The Bomb Coming to you live From the mothership on top of the chocolate Milky Way. Oh, me? My name is KG, alias the long-haired sucker. You know what my motto is. Make my funk the B-funk. I wants to get funked up. Let's go. And we have none other than the one, the only, Nubian Sumo. Sitting in and with the FTW shirt on today.
1: That's right. That's about how I'm feeling right now too, with the week with the with, the, with the, what I got coming up. So yeah, I had to I had to express myself thoroughly today. What's going on, man? Talk to me. What's happening?
0: Well, we got a lot to get into. Let's just say that um, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez is on uh special assignment tonight. We'll, we'll call it that um. I can't make fun of him because he, he 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 doing something real real nice. So I, I'll give him that. I'll leave him alone. But uh, yeah, we
1: we don't we not mess with him too much tonight. You know <laughs> he uh he got he's got good reason not to be here tonight. So we'll, we'll 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 let him slide tonight.
0: Well, before we get into it, you know we got to do our thing. Number one, welcome to the mothership. Like I said, deeper still, the mothership connection. Uh, what you sipping on, what you smoking on tonight?
1: Well, tonight, since it's just me and you tonight, uh KG, which doesn't really happen too often, I figure I'd do something a little different tonight. Mm-hmm. So I went into the wine cellar at the bottom of the lounge, and I pulled out my Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi Red Blend that's been finished in a a a bourbon barrel. So we're going to be sipping on that tonight. And uh, as far as my cigar selection, um, I'm going to let you uh, help me out here tonight, KG, because I'm kind of perplexed. I went into my cigar humidor, and I found a bag that uh, I hadn't seen in a while. So... I'm not sure which one I need to go to take care of tonight. So do I need to take care of the Paul Stulak Red Screaming Sun 2019 or the Paul Stulak Red Screaming Sun 1914?
0: I say go with the 1914.
1: Same, same cigar, same tobacco, every same make, same everything, same company, same dist- uh, distillery everything. One of them was made in 14, one of them was re- the remake in 19.
0: So you mm-hmm. say go 14. Go 14. Yes, sir. Your wish
1: is hmm. my command, sir.
0: Now, with, with, with that, with that wine, I mean uh, that that looks like a full body, uh, a red wine, and that that that's you know it sticks to the glass very well when when you swirl it.
1: Well, it was a recommendation to me. I have not ever had this. Someone recommended that I get this just because it was aged in a barrel in a bourbon barrel. Hmm. So I have not actually had this yet. It's been sitting for about six months over here in my liquor section. <laughs> but uh, let's go. Let's go into it since you were asking. Uh, the legs are kind of thick. It, it is real thick on the glass, not really any legs forming. They're starting to form now, but it, like you said, it's really thick on the glass as far as the legs are concerned. It is a red blend, but it has the smell of a Cabernet. I'm getting some vanilla, I'm getting some vanilla notes from it as far as the smell of it. not as thick as it seems as far as the palate is concerned very clean i'm getting i am getting some bourbon notes out of it so it was in there for at least maybe 6 months i would say cuz it's not really strong it's not really real strong overpowering bourbon flavor to it but i can taste the bourbon um But, yeah, this is nice. This is very Mm -hmm. nice. And I would recommend it, especially being that it's like an $8 bottle.
0: Well, damn. (laughs) See, you get a little bit of everything when you come here to Sideline Junkies, especially on the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Uh, You get a little cigar talk. You get some wine talk. Uh, we, 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 We hook you up. We make sure you're good. Just remember that. We make sure y'all. Yeah,
1: right. we're not. We're not. We're not one trick ponies over here. You know, we are. We're very eclectic. You know, multifaceted, multiverse. You know, ambidextrous and all that good shit. You know, we'll. You know.
0: We got some culture to us and shit. Well, yeah, that is true. Now, speaking of culture, <laughs> AEW, AEW. Striking it big with revolution and dynamite. Um, the people's choice Don Rodriguez to put everything together. And I I, I gotta say, AEW has been striking it big for quite some time, and it's only a matter of time before all of their pay-per-views start the Trump WWE's. So your thoughts on AEW,
1: they definitely did this time, I tell you that. <laughs>
0: Your thoughts on AEW. Oh, and what I'm sipping on tonight is uh, Gatorade G2. Got to watch my sugar intake, everybody. You know, we're getting a little older, so I got to watch my sugar intake. But these are G2. Oh, my God. These things are great. Tastes like liquid Jolly Ranches. But, um... (laughs) And that's see, I can't do with James. I was going to say, gonna say after, my little, after
1: my little <laughs> dissertation and whatnot. I mean, do, do, you, do you get a little? What is the bouquet of it? I mean, what is the? How does it feel on your palate? You know. This oh, is-
0: it's great. <laughs> it tastes like liquid Jolly Ranchers. Um, not a whole lot of sugar. The sugar's not overpowering, and it's 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 not uh, like aspartame. It doesn't give me a migraine off the break. So, you know, it, it's G two, but. <laughs> It, it, it puts back the electrolytes. Our law is working hard today, so yeah. Well, but it, it just it, it doesn't have the legs of James's wine, <laughs> but it's just as healthy, though. So, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, let's see. AW, the, the pay per view was very good. I mean, it was very well executed. I'm very happy that um. I'm very happy that I, that, uh, that, that everything went off the way it did. You know, um, the, uh, addition of Jeff Hardy now in, in, into the, into the mix is, uh, going to be interesting to to say the least. Are they going to, are they going to bring back the broken Hardys at some point? I mean, they look like they're going into the, uh, extreme, the team extremes, uh, gimmick, uh, that they usually, that they start out with. So, uh, We'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, Don was mentioning before, uh, in, in our private chat uh, the other day that uh, he mentioned that they had bought the rights to the uh, Team Extreme theme. But I found out recently in an article that I read that actually that's one of those. Actually, we could use the Hardy's theme because it's not really per, it's not really something that WWE owns. As a matter of fact, there's some commercials on Spike and on Vice that have been using that music. So it's like one of those generic type uh, themes that uh, you do, people can use for like commercials or whatever they want to use it for. So uh, now WWE does own "No More Words," the "No More Words" uh, interest music for Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy does own the TNT and the Impact uh, theme music theme, theme songs that he came out to when he was with those companies as well. He, so he owns those. So he has he can get access to those if he needs to change a character or uh, make a tweak to whatever he's doing. But uh, because uh, and they do own obsolete. They do own the obsolete um, music. That they were use it during the Broken hardies. so that's that's something that you could be looking for. Maybe uh, the return of the Broken Hardies at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, uh, very well done pay per view. Uh, they got some. They got some other stuff that's coming up, and we'll see what happens with um, with them going forward. Oh yeah, bet, bet, definitely. Big up to Big and uh, praying for, praying for him. Luckily, it didn't. With Big E, it didn't. Um, it wasn't as bad as everybody thought it was going to be at first. They said it was like a um, fracture of his C1 and C6 vertebrae. Uh, there were no there was no actual break, uh, so that he doesn't need surgery. He'll just have to go through some rehab, and so he'll probably he'll probably be out for at least six months. Maybe a year uh, or somewhere in between. Uh, we'll see uh, how how that goes. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to uh, bring back Xavier Woods, or if they're going to let Kofi go on another singles run and see what happens there. But uh, yeah, we we'll just have to find out what's going on. But yeah, big, big ups to uh, big ups to Big E
0: and what he and Speedy recovery to him. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh AW. Now you think speaking of the Hardy theme song when Team Team Extreme theme song, I heard that back in 90, 98. My mother used to get all these um uh, the wrestling tapes, like the Stone Cold wrestling tape. I had uh both rock early wrestling tape. VHS. and I heard it in that. I had um Oh, man. Well, it was the history of WrestleMania from 1 to 14. And you would hear that uh, the Highway Games tape, you know, things like that. You would hear that song periodically and it never clicked until I saw the Hardys. And I was like, I know that song from somewhere. Where do I know it from? And it's used in a lot of WWF slash WWE videos. Mm-hmm. it has been It's used a lot. That song is used an awful lot. Whoever wrote that and composed that, I hope they're getting paid off how much of that song is being used. Yeah. Cause, cause like you
1: said, it's been used outside of wrestling too. So yeah. Um, that song is a real, it's real popular. And I think it only got more popular once the, once they started using it for the Hardys cause it was so recognizable. And mm-hmm. then, You know, and then and just you know, cause you hear that music on a commercial or whatnot, you and you like you know, oh wait a minute, hold on, it's almost like Pavlov's dog. You know, (laughs) you hear you hear the music and then you just immediately draw it to whatever that is attached
0: to. So yeah, yeah. So in your opinion, and I know we got to talk about a little WWE tonight, but in your opinion. AEW with Dynamite <laughs> Revolution Uh, do you think they have I'm not going to say Eclipse do you think AEW has caught up being the new kids on the block do you think they've caught up to WWE who is the old dog but do you think they have caught up to them to run stride for stride with them with a weekly show and pay-per-views
1: well I I think they're doing a good job at what they're doing and they're getting a lot of help from WWE because WWE isn't putting out the best product. So uh, yeah, I think they, I think they are getting to the point to where they can put up a good fight against WWE at this point. So I mean, um, now are they going be able to now are they gonna be able to do it without bringing in a whole bunch of brand new WWE people every week? I don't know, but uh we'll have to see. I mean, with the acquisition of Ring of Honor, you know, there's a lot that can be that can happen with that, especially with them um especially with them talking about they're going to make Ring of Honor their 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 NXT so to speak. So, um maybe some of those younger talents that not getting that, that uh, they have that aren't getting a lot of airtime or some of the guys that they wrote some of the guys and girls they brought in that aren't really getting a lot of play can get on ring of honor and see what happens with that. Um, especially now that you, the story has come out that there's been somebody within the organization that's kind of hating on the Briscoes that's keeping them from being signed with AEW. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> which is which is funny to me. Uh and I kind of and I kind of have a feeling I know who it is, but I'm not gonna speculate on air who it is who I think it is. But it has something to do with some homophobic comments that he that J Jay, Jay made on Twitter back in 2013 that's kind of holding them back from getting signed to AW. But now that They have Ring of Honor. Maybe they can get, maybe they can kind of stick with the Ring of Honor, especially since they're they're tag champions right now. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think that they need to to finish, uh, put a cap on it. Uh, I think AEW is doing a real good job what they're doing right now. They just need to kind of keep doing what they're doing. And the WWE is eventually going to shoot themselves in the foot and uh, let AEW just take over at some point. Maybe we may see another 83-week situation at some point.
0: Well, what's going on, family? Raj Thompson. Uh, hopefully, we can have another round table with Perry, Raj, and everybody because uh, hopefully we can do that before the end of spring, maybe around WrestleMania time like we normally do. Big time round table. That, that hey, look, I don't give a damn what I gotta do. I don't give a damn if I gotta take off for six weeks to get it done. That is always a learning experience, and we might need to carve out two hours time for that. So I'm, I'm just saying like, hey,
1: I'm all about it. I'm all about it. You know that. So
0: and Perry says NXT was AEW's NXT. <laughs> hey, hey, that's true. That and uh that's what kept him out of NXT. Well yeah, so well, well, well. AEW is doing something right. Let's just say that. Now yes, WWE, they are. yes they are. WWE is trying to do something right too, because come up, you know, coming up on WrestleMania, we only way this would be right is if you got the money right, you call back Jim Rawls so when he shows up, I can hear. Stone cold stone cold stone cold that's that's the only way it's gonna be right, but stone cold to have one last can of whoop ass opened up on Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about it. Little on the fence because knowing the limitations that he has, do I really want to see him? put himself in a predicament like that, but damn, I want to turn back the clock one time. (sighs) Your thoughts? This
1: is an act of desperation on the WWE's part. Mm. Stone Cold, Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, we'll go ahead and throw him in there. I mean, all of these filler matches that they have for their biggest show of the year, it makes no sense. I mean, even, I mean, they you got, you got Stone Cold cutting a two-minute promo talking about I don't care what you want to call you want to call the KO show, a match, or ass whip, or whatever you want to call it. All this is going to be is maybe five minutes by max. You're going to get A kick, you're going to get a Stone Cold stunner, and you're going to get a whole bunch of beer. And the main reason, the main reason Stone Cold decided to do this, the man is coming out with a new beer on 316. The the El Segundo Broken Skull American Lager comes out on March sixteenth, so he's got a product to push. Mm. That's why he signed that on to this. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he signed on to this, and I'm already and I'm already. In the, in the mix of looking for it, for it so I can have it on the show. I've already had the IPA on the show. So as soon as I get the American lager, that'll be on here too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm already looking to see to get that. I got my bootlegger on it right now.
0: Well, Perry says nailed it, Sumo, and Raj says the new beer. I didn't know anything about that, so yeah, hey. It makes sense though, but every time somebody has a new product to push, if you notice, they always get a a a a spot on the main stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, what you have a con- you have a connection, you have a connection to something like the WWE, knowing that you can come back at any time that you feel like it. It's not like Vince is gonna say uh, no. Hell no! Nah, what, what you want to come back here for? You know, no. Nah, it's not like I'm gonna sell some T-shirts or I'm gonna get buy rates or nothing like that. You know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna let you on my show just to push a new product for you. You know, and, oh, call the Rock and tell him he can't promote his new movie on my show, on my, on my uh, TV. Come on, man, get out of here. John Cena the same well, way. I mean, yeah, you go you gonna put them in a position because you both you both benefit from it.
0: Well, so, speaking yeah, of, of, of The Rock, uh we got a new season of Young Rock coming up, and I can't wait for that. Um I'm not sure if it, I think I might be on on my own with that. I might be the only one watching that.
1: Yeah, you are. Oh, you don't like young you don't like Young Rock? I can't say I don't like it. I've never watched it. So oh, not man, it's, it's, it's hilarious. not really in, I'm not really interested in watching it. So oh, uh so man. I haven't really watched an episode of it. Now, speaking of the rock, did you notice that during the Madison Square Garden show that Roman Reigns used the rock bottom on Brock Lesnar on the on the stairs in the ring? Did you notice that call out? Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. I I will say this. Uh, lot of, lot lot of posturing, but will it happen? I don't think WWE WWE got the money, but I don't think they'll pony up the money to get them back for one match. Let's just say that. Yes, and
1: yes, yes they yes they will they will they will do it. They'll pony up the money for it, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they're desperate. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> they I are understand. desperate. I mean, I'm, I said it at the beginning of this segment. Uh, they are desperate. I mean, they, they, who, they've got at least three matches that we've talked about that, that I brought up earlier with non wrestlers in it.
0: On the grand I mean, daddy call, of the right now we can
1: call Stone Cold a non-wrestler because he hasn't wrestled in an actual match in 19 years. Mm. I mean, he's been in the ring and he's thrown some stunners around and throwing and tossed up some beer or whatever, but he hasn't been in an actual match in 19 years. So you're telling me that in a in a bind, they won't. They won't pony up the money to bring the Rock, the biggest star in, it, the biggest star, the, the biggest uh, movie star to come out of the WWE ever. Yeah, one, of the most, one of the, person, the one of the person, one of the people who making the most money in Hollywood right now. They won't pony up the money to bring him on television, uh, bring him on WWE TV to make some money off of him. And for him to promote whatever he wants to promote, I mean, this man's talking about running for president.
0: And see, if you watch Young Rock, that's what he did. That, that's what he's doing. He's running for president. He's actually making movies and he's kind of telling the story back. This is totally off subject, but I swear, you sit down and watch it. it it's got a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good stuff. Give it a chance.
1: Well, maybe now, maybe that, maybe now since I finished the legend of Vox Machina, then I may, I may give it a shot. I may give it
0: an episode or two. And Rod said it don't need to be two nights. They got work to do. I hate that WrestleMania is two nights because night one is always so good, and in night two it's like the fuck is this shit, right? Right. What was that? Was it last year? Like, was it last year when the Undertaker beat? AJ Styles, that was night 1. And in night 2, you had that cinematic match with The Fiend. That had everybody confused. Yeah. You can't you can't cap off night 1 with a, a epic match with AJ Styles and The Undertaker. And but you but it, you have to. Yeah, okay, have that should have capped off that should have capped off WrestleMania period. That should be been- you have to, that was the
1: curtain jerker. That was the, that was what was going to bring you in tonight too. If night 1 two years ago. If night oh, 1 Yeah, because yeah, it had to been two years ago. Yeah, cuz he, oh, he, he 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 didn't wrestle all last year Undertaker so yeah. That yeah, is true. Two, yeah years it, two years ago. Good god. Cuz think about it. If night 1 is garbage, if night 1 is mediocre at best, are you gonna actually go to night two regardless of who's on it? Even, no. if you, even, if you start, even if you start out saying, Oh yeah, I got I got two nights of WrestleMania coming. It's about to be right, it's about to be live. And then night one is like some trash. And then they and then they overload. So, okay, so that's like that's like making night two all-title matches. Mm. And then you got night night one is like a, a, a night stick on a pole match.
0: <laughs> Never on a pole.
1: <laughs> With a, a, a cage match thrown in for, for no reason, you know, and uh you know, you know, your night one, your night one has got to set up for your night two. Your night two could be halfway garbage, but your night one's gotta be strong.
0: I you know what last year wasn't ver- I, let me let me rephrase that the last great WrestleMania that we had was 2019 with the ladies headline the the, the the main event I I was, to my robber charlotte and uh and uh, Becky. Yes, I was on the edge okay. of my seat that whole entire pay-per-view. I did not get up and leave. That was 2019. 2020, okay, we were in the age of COVID and everything. So everything was just kind of really all over the place. But 2020, night one was great. We were excited going into night two. Night two was garbage. Last year we come in, I can't even really remember anything memorable from night one on night two. I think I fell asleep on night one. And I, I watched the rest of it on replay. Like it, it was, it's eh. two nights. This is supposed to be the granddaddy of them all. This is the grandest spectacle spectacle. This is the greatest stage to be on. And, and this year's supposed to be stupendous. No, 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 no. Uh, and, and, um, <laughs> in 2019, no, they didn't have two tonight. That was all one night. And that was that was awesome. The way the ladies closed the ladies closed out the show, but the ladies, if you if you remember, at that time, I think 2019 was the same year. Didn't we have uh we had um, um, Evolution in 2019. We had the, the 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 women's revolution coming through. The women carried a lot of shows during COVID, especially after main eventing WrestleMania. That rest of the year, they carried a lot of Raw and a lot of SmackDown. A lot of people were tuning in because the ladies were taking over. Yep, Going anywhere. into 2020, the ladies were carrying a lot of that load. The ladies at NXT were carrying a lot of that load. Then all of a sudden, Vince starts putting his grubby little paws in the NXT. And then, you know, he starts messing up a lot of stuff. A lot of guys getting names changed. We'll get into that later. Uh, uh, Characters changed. It's just a lot of stuff that Vince messed up that was set in the works. That would have set WWE up to crush the competition for years to come. You know, you had uh, Velveteen Dream. And, of course, I was excited Mm -hmm. to watch him. He, He from D.C., But uh, you had a lot of young talent, and then you never did anything with them. That's where you messed up. But then you go to two nights of WrestleMania, and it's – I mean, come on now. WrestleMania is your biggest pay-per-view of the year, and you fumbled a bag two years in a row? I'm not going to give you a chance to fumble it a third year. I'll watch it on replay. Stone Cold or not? I might watch Stone Cold Live. I
1: mean – I I mean I I give I'll probably give Night One a shot just to see, you know, I def, definitely I definitely I definitely got I definitely want to watch Roman and Brock because I just want to see how this is gonna go. Uh, I can pretty much know I pretty much have a feeling how it's how it's gonna end up. If, it, if there's two ways this could go, and if and if one could, if it goes one way, I think. It's gonna be it's gonna be some drama. It's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be some bullshit. But uh, <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, WWE has really pissed me off lately, and
0: you know, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I ain't even gonna play the intro. I'm just gonna <laughs> go ahead and change the ticker because I mean this is a great <laughs> segue because James has beef. I got, he got beef, beef in the freezer. Man. He
1: got beef on I the got, table. He I got, got beef. I got. I got Wendy's and Arby's beef right now. I'm just like I'm. I'm just. So, I'm sitting in front of my television, minding my own business. Right, not decide I'm gonna turn on SmackDown that last, last night. I get through Brock Lesnar's, you know, the opening with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman and whatnot. And Paul Heyman can run fast as hell for his size. You know, that motherfucker got some quickness. He got some speed on him. I'm impressed. But then they bring out Rich Holland and Sheamus. And they talk about how they've got somebody that is like-minded like them and is ready for the fight night. And they bring out Butch. And Butch is Pete fucking done. They changed the man's name to Butch. When I was five years old, I had a Doberman Pinscher named Butch. <laughs> OK, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I hadn't thought about Butch in, in decades, OK? Butch, he got the schoolboy hat on, looking like a Peaky Blinder and shit with the damn wife beater and the suspenders and shit. You know, got the that gave him a little scruff and whatnot. You know, I'm like. I think my tirade was what, like two minutes on our telegram? It was like maybe two minutes, like one minute and a half, two minutes. two minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was, I believe it was because I, I mean I was livid. I was livid. I mean, I'm not, I'm I mean, okay. After thinking about it a little bit, I'm like this, okay. Maybe he thought, you know. Kind of like insecure security, future security for himself. I don't want to give them my name as a trade, to trademark my name, and I'm not able to pick it back up in case I need to go back to the Indies. Okay. So I let them give me a name, and at least it puts me on Raw, at least it puts me on SmackDown, it puts me on TV, it puts me on the main roster. Okay, cool. That's your choice. I mean, I get it. I wish they'd have given you a bigger name or you'd have fought for a better name, but Butch gets you where you get it, gets you in the door. Okay. Then I tried to think, I was like, okay, so. How many and I'm thinking about the NXT era, like the end of FC, like right the beginning of FCW all the way up to the present. I'm trying to think of wrestlers who came in with their independent name and kept it all the way through their WWE run into the main roster without any trademark issues. I mean, you automatically think of Samoa Joe. You think of Adam Cole. I was getting, at first, I was thinking of a lot of mass wrestlers for some reason, but, you know, a lot of those guys had like, some of those guys had multiple names coming up and they just picked up a name like, Kalisto started out as Samurai Del Sol, which is the name that he's using now. But he got into WWE and became Kalisto. I don't know if that was a name that he used to use or if that's a name that WWE gave him. Then you had Mystico who came in and became Sin Cara, and then they and of course they had to trade to Sin Cara because they wound Mystico wound up leaving, and it became one of the um, brothers, Primo, or one of the one of the um, cousins of uh, Carlito. Carlito, one of Carlito's cousins and whatnot. became One of the colognes became uh So uh, you know, I'm like, I get it. I get it. So, but it's just upsetting to me. I mean, they did it to Volta, and that was upsetting. Uh it's it, it it just upset, it just pisses me off how they just take these these people with these established characters, these established gimmicks, and they just try to switch them up once they get to the main roster. What was the problem? You didn't have the trademark issue in NXT. Why does it become a problem once you get to the main roster? It wasn't like he wasn't selling T-shirts in NXT. It's not like he didn't have merch on a WWE shop while he was in NXT. So what's the problem? Why can't that man keep his name and go into Why can't he be Pete Dunn hanging out with Sheamus and Ridge Howard?
0: Seems, seems like a control issue.
1: I mean, I still haven't gotten over the fact that they screwed over the Dudleys, but WWE bought the Dudley name when they bought ECW. They could have given them that, they could have given them that trademark on the way out. They could have, but they chose not to. Paul Heyman said it before they when the deal first went down. They asked him, it's like, so what about our names? Are we gonna get our trademarks? Don't worry about it. I got you. And of course, he didn't. So I mean, it just well- It just hurt. It just hurt me the way they they do people like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
0: Think about this. Remember when the Viking Raiders came up and everybody pitched a bitch about uh, them being called the Viking Raiders? Oh, we don't want to call them the War Raiders because we don't advocate for war and this. But you called them the War Raiders for how long? That's what everybody knew them as. Everybody knew. Uh, 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 Keith Lee as Keith Lee you wanted to change him to Bearcat Lee but you didn't want him to pay homage to the original Bearcat you know it's so much I want to say politics but it's not even politics it's just stupidity in my point in my opinion
1: yeah yeah I mean it's, uh, it's it's vexing to say the least I mean, even Taz, even Taz. I'm wearing Taz's shirt right now. Taz got to Taz got to WWE after the say after the sale of ECW, and they added a Z to his name. Now I don't know they, if that was him or not, but I mean, because I think he's got the trademark on Taz T A Z.
0: But I, I heard it was uh, it was to not um get into a, a fight with Warner Brothers. Over the Tasmanian Devil. But I don't think it had anything to do with that.
1: No, I don't think it had anything to
0: do with that. Because the Tasmanian Devil is known as the Tasmanian Devil now. It was, you know, of course you said Taz, but. Plus that's T-A-T-S. That's
1: T-A-S, and Taz is T-A-Z. Right. Now, he was wrestling at one time as the Tasmaniac. But and which is where the name Taz came from. It was just a shortening of the name. But I don't see where the confusion would be as far as. But then again, you know, people talk about trademarks and whatnot. You know, they was they got a WWF with the panda. Yeah,
0: and they that what what so that, that went on for you know, ten years. Yeah, or that, it went, that, on that went on while, for ten years, and, you know. and then all of a sudden they relented. You talk oh, about what, that what, with what, Pat McAfee what, on that interview. I don't think he should have ever gave that up. Oh, we want people to donate to the Wild World Wildlife Fund. We don't want them to go see wrestling when they put in WWF.com. Then change your shit. Like, bruh. I always thought that, then, that was a dumb move, but but
1: then do you think do you think that there would be an attitude error without that change being made?
0: Well, the attitude error has started when WWF.
1: It did, it, it did, but it didn't really build until after they took the F out.
0: I, no, I think they went soft after they took the F out because then you started calling it entertainment, and I get it. I, I mean, I've always referred to wrestling to people that don't understand. Oh, I don't understand how you watch that. Okay, I don't understand how you watch Ratchet Reality. I don't understand how you watch soap operas because this is a storyline for men. This is something that I can get into. I don't know the outcome, but it's something I can get into because I'm seeing athletes perform. But once it became entertainment industry, that's when you got the 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 the, um, the PG era and ruthless aggression. And Perry says, uh, WWE post attitude. Yeah, because it was WWF. For the longest then now all the wwf footage that they show you notice that they blur out wwf right oh yeah they got to so and perry came through with some uh with an update jordan grace is on gcw right now
1: hmm. allie catch oh wait a minute i'm like oh wait okay well i'm gonna have to check out that replay hmm. that's it in- that's interesting Especially so. since Gresham has been wrestling GCW a little bit too, so uh, yeah, you know he's defended the uh, Bring of a title in GCW a couple a couple of times, and he does have a show coming up in Atlanta here soon, so uh, at the end of the month.
0: So uh, let, hmm. let me let me throw this at you. Now I asked this question. I asked a question about Jordan Grace weeks ago when um, Impact and. Uh, AEW did their crossover. Why didn't she show up on impact TV? Because she would destroy that whole entire roster. Why didn't she show up and get her shot, her time to shine on AEW. And then my question for you tonight is how long will it take before Gresham makes it to AEW TV? Now that AEW owns ring of honor.
1: You're gonna see everything come to the head in that in that uh of Honor show in April, because uh, right now he's defending that title all over the place, especially in his own in Terminus, which is his organization. Uh, and you got Josh Woods, who's still the television champion, who I saw defended the, that belt for the first time outside of uh, after post sale. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get to see the match, but I heard that he uh, was in a title match. Um, Briscoe's all over the place with their belts. Uh, A lot of things are going to come to a head come this pay-per-view. And they've already got three matches set up for that pay-per-view already. One being Gresham versus Bandito to to unify those two belts, to get the... the, uh, to see who's the actual Ring of Honor World Champion, so you're going to see, you I'm sure you're going to see a lot of people that are going to show up on that show. Now, how are they going to do it? Are they going to do it on? Uh, are they going to do it strictly on Fight TV? Are they going to start a, a Ring of Honor show on YouTube or whatever? Are they still going to do the Honor Club? where they do the pay, they do the uh video on demand and their pay-per-views on there. Um we don't know yet. But uh as far as Ring of Honor television he may show up right before right before the pay-per-view. He may show up on AW television just to promote the pay-per-view. I can dig that.
0: I can dig that. And,
1: and and this may be a way to open the door for Deonna Purrazzo as well, because she still has the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, even though she's about to defend it in a three way with uh, Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost. I don't see I don't see either one of them coming out of this match as a champion. So yeah. and, and she's defending both the Reina Derenius and the Ring of Honor Women's Championship in this match. So now at first they were, were going to bill it as whoever gets the pin gets whatever title they ask, they, they look for. So I think it was going to be um, Lady Frost going after the Reina, Reina Derenius Championship and Giselle Shaw going after the Ring of Honor Women's Championship but i see more so diana coming out of that because deanna's the that the truth i put diana i put diana perazu against any woman in wrestling right now
0: okay you say wrestling right now because i'm about to say hold on you say history i got mula beating
1: her i smack the shit out of you right <laughs> was dead right now first of all <laughs> <laughs> and even if she was alive you know her dad, no uh-uh. not Deanna Peraza Deonna Peraza would snap her arm off with that um, Fujiwara arm bar and that'd be it
0: nah if that's the case I'd love to see uh, her role with um, May Young cause I don't give a damn May Young could've been 200 years old she taught me age ain't nothing but a number and she could take a bump, in her eighty, she was taking a bump.
1: now nah, for real, for real. You want to see her match up with somebody? Her and Serena Deeb. Hmm. You get hmm. you. You get you some tech. You get you a group of tech women technicians, and let, and let them run. Run. Sh- let them run rough shot over AEW Ring of Honor.
0: And impact. Mm. Okay, okay. And Perry say uh, they in the A tonight, and uh, Gresham's on the night show. Catch pen pen Grace. I'm um, I'm not feeling right, that. Yeah, but- yeah,
1: GCW is at center stage tonight. They are at center stage tonight. So the old where where they used to do the old NWA and WCW shows back in Atlanta, the stage, mm-hmm. the studio shows. That's where they are tonight. So yeah.
0: And Perry says, uh, "Deanna Parazu, best female wrestler over the past two years.
1: Yes, I will give that to her.
0: Yep, I sure will. Okay. I mean, I can't argue with it. I mean, she ain't no Bianca Belair, but, I mean, you know, I mean, you well, you know I don't know. I mean, you know. I don't know.
1: What do I know? She, Bianca wouldn't be able to hang
0: with Deanna. Not sorry. yet. Not yet. Not yet. She not not ever. Not ever. She, she, she she's going to
1: B- be Bianca rich. Bianca Bianca would have to leave WWE and develop some type of other style because the WWE style that she has right now would not hang with Deanna Peraza.
0: OK, I take your word for it. I will take your word for it. Uh, oh, man, before we well, before we get out of here, we got to do this one. WWE. Evil docuseries. Now, I what I heard is that this is a documentary on the biggest heels in WWE history. Now, I got uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I got most of the crew here. I think I see, uh, I know Rogers here, of course, the newbie and sumo, Perry's here. Um, greatest heel of all time. Nope. Nope, nope, I'm gonna make it challenging. The top three heels of all time in WWF slash E history. Top three heels. Top
1: three. Okay, well, I got to include WWF
0: too. Okay. Okay, i would so expect I'm gonna have you to, to go back
1: a little. I'm going to have to go back a little bit. So, first, in, in no particular order Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Roddy Piper. This last one. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm stuck on this third one because mm. there's so many to choose from. Who who did I who who was somebody that I just didn't like because I, mean, I, love, heels. <laughs> I love heels. I love heels. I've I've been a he I've been a fan of heels since I started watching wrestling. I mean, no, I'm a flair fan. Flair was flair was the first guy I kind of latched on to. I want to say Jake Roberts, but Jake Roberts went face for a while after Mm -hmm. he got religion and whatnot, so I really don't, I want to say Jake Roberts, but I'll give him an honorable mention. Vince Piper Hart. Which Hart? Which Hart? Brett? Hey, I like no, Owen. I would, as a I, would, heel. I would, I would make Owen was a good heel.
0: Owen was a great heel because you didn't expect it, but the way he played it up as the little brother and you know tired of living in your damn shadow. I am not a nugget. Oh my god, man! I loved it. I mean, I hell, I love The Rock as a heel.
1: He was corny as a heel to me. Oh come on, because he was, he was, just, he was just, he was just, he was, he was, he was just over the. He was too over the top for me. Wow, Rod Raj, Raj came with it, didn't he? Ondorf, Crippler, and Valentine.
0: Mm. Now see, you're you gonna have to uh you y'all gonna have to had to help me out with Ray Crippler Stevens. Help me out with that one.
1: Ray the Crippler Stevens was a guy who, who was based he started out in the AWA. He was um he's a he's a he's a legend going back to like 40s, 50s. I mean, you go, you gotta go back to like um, the bru- like Minnesota wrestling, like AWA to like the Bruiser and Vern um, Gagne, and, and back in those days, man, Great Crippler Stevens was that dude. He was nobody to be met. He was nobody to be messed with. I mean, and and uh, he did come into the WWF, WW, WWF into the WWF for a while. Uh, and you know, he was, he was good. He was very good and he was a very notable heel. Mm. Um, okay. So I'm going to, here's my, here are my three. Here's a, here are what my three are going to be. Okay. Nature boy, Buddy Rogers, Roddy Piper. And because they call him the greatest heel in WWE history. I'll say Vince. I'll agree with, um,
0: Perry on Vince. On, on, only reason why they call him the greatest heel because he owns the company. I call him that too, but I, you know what, I can't even say that because yeah, he, was a,
1: he, he was a heel on a different level.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was yeah. A,
1: he was. Yeah, he was the owner, but there was a difference between Vince McMahon and Mister McMahon. Yes, that was a to, that was a total difference. Yeah, Brett's, Brett's US, anti-USA run was legendary. But making him like top three heel in history, top ten,
0: but not top three, I don't think. Not in my opinion. But, you know, you say something about the Mr. McMahon character. And Ray and Pat Patterson, the truth. Yeah, Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson. Yeah, because they were actually a tag team together. Yeah. See, that's the that's where when I always say y'all got a lot over me. I don't remember Pat Patterson as a wrestler. I mean, I've read about Pat Patterson. You know, first ever Intercontinental Champ. You know, and he won it as in a a match that never happened. (laughs) And I didn't learn that until I was in my thirties that that match never really happened. I believe that all my whole entire life to find out it never happened because it's in the book so it happened but right. i never knew him i never knew pat patterson as a wrestler i knew him as one of the stooges of course during the attitude era but also oh, you, know I you can't go by those
1: you, know you can't go by those books right what the wrestling Almanacs? yeah you can't go by those why can't you I've been, i my
0: cousin gets it's a wrestling revision, almanac they're, every they're, year
1: they're, they're revisionist history seriously i want i want you to go i want you to go back And I want you to find, uh, and and this is just for me, I don't even even know if this is the case. And I'm sorry to go off on this tangent with y'all, but I just want to see if this is the case. Go back and look at the main event of WrestleMania 20 and see if they have Chris Benoit in that match. Because, in because, in in, uh, if you go back to WWE, if you go into WWE.com and you look that matchup, it was Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus Billy Gunn. That's how it's listed, or at least the last time I looked, that's how it was listed. Wow, they took Chris Benoit out of the match altogether, but he was actually. He that's the night he won the match and him and Eddie were in the, right. were in the ring together. That was that, I, that, that
0: was
1: the, I yeah, remember that. Was that night. That was that night. So they so it's last time I looked and last time I was told about it, they had taken Benoit's name out
0: and I put Billy Gunn's name in his place. You know, they got, I forget mm-hmm. who does it. I want to say is PWI that does that wrestling almanac. But every year they put out an almanac, and you know the year before they add the stuff to it. But it has the lineage of every um every championship ever created and all of it's it's not just WWE it's all of wrestling. Every championship, they have every lineage and it's updated. Who won the championship, when they won it, who they defeated, you know, everything. Well, if it's PWI, then
1: I'll go by that.
0: No, yeah, that, I think that's. I want to say w- that w- if it's WWE, if it's a WWE,
1: oh, it's a no, WWE no. almanac, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's that would be questionable.
0: Mm-mm. No, I don't. I don't read. I, I I used to enjoy WWE the magazine, which I wish they never stopped making. But no, this is an almanac for all of wrestling. Indies everything because I learned that's how I learned about. Uh, this is man. This had to be about two thousand four. 2004 or five I was working at Marlowe My cousin used to bring the book and He would have it beside the computer So we had down times We would sit there and you know you run quizzes You know okay And then we started getting in the ring of honor That's when I learned about Samoa Joe and CM Punk That's when I started learning about Them and their wars and ring of honor And I was like yeah them some Some, some rough dudes But uh Man
1: um Okay, before we get back to before we get back to um the WWE evil documentary, because I hadn't heard anything about this and I want you to tell me more about it. And you said you had a list of folks that were gonna be on the show so I can kind of get a gauge as to what they're doing. I got I got uh I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Okay, you see and you saw in the pay per view for AEW that they changed the women's championship belt. No, they have a brand. They have a brand new women's title. It's not the oh, It's not that pointed oval anymore. It's a more classic looking belt that they have now. It's very. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful belt. Now, I, the you know, since you haven't seen it, you know, you might you might want to look it up. But I, what I was gonna ask you, and I'll and I'll go ahead and throw this to Raj and to Perry since, while you're looking it up if you want to. Which, that's the new WWE the, women's belt. The, no, no, The new AEW belt. AEW, okay. Britt Baker, that Britt, Baker, Britt Baker has, yes. That she has a brand new belt. Where did they get that design from? That is that design is based on an old school belt. And the maker, and I'm on the I'm on the Twitter feed with the guy who made that belt. I wanna I want to know if you if y'all can tell me where the design for that belt came from. You talking about the egg-shaped belt. No, the egg shape belt is done. The egg shape belt is done. So that, that's not it's a, not more, the belt I'm it's a at. more it's a more squared off. It's a okay. squared-off belt now. With uh It's a five-plate belt. It's a bigger belt, and it has, like, gold circles at each.
0: Uh, on each come corner. on, give me a picture of that. Okay, okay, I got the video. I want to see the picture of it. Of course they won't give me a damn picture.
1: Oh, there are plenty hmm. of pictures on, on, on uh, Google of that belt.
0: So the egg-shaped joint is done. It's that why does that look familiar? Why do I know that? Perry looks like a Men's South it. Belt. God, why do I know that belt? Is that that's a New Japan belt? No, it's not New Japan.
1: Hmm. It's from an American company. It's from one of the territories.
0: Smoky Mountain. No. Okay, you got me. Because I know where I know it from. When you say it, I'm going to be like, God damn it, I knew that.
1: Perry is, Perry is on point. This is this is, this belt is based on the Mid-South North American Heavyweight Championship, a title that's ma- mainly synonymous right now for most people that know that belt. By be, it's being held by Magnum T.A. Magnum T.A. held that belt for a while. And, is mm-hmm. known for, and there are a lot of pictures of him holding that belt. So yeah, that belt and and it was a bit it was a bigger belt because it was a men's belt, but they they brought it down you know a little bit. It's still bigger than the than the original, and it's bigger than the one that Brick just just got rid of, which was a little bigger than Rehose's belt. But yeah, it was this. this I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> now they're talking when it comes to when it comes to championship belts, yeah. Because this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was that was a nice surprise for me as well. Because I'm in, you know, I'm into belt designs, and that that one was that was a, that one was a good throwback for me.
0: I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing that. I like it. I like. I actually do. I actually like that. I like that. I don't know if I would. Uh, I don't know if I would purchase that for the daughter, but I gotta get my own first. And you notice no nameplate. I guess nameplate would be they, a little
1: bit they, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing it it looks like a lot of companies are doing away with the nameplates, which is good. I like, I like the fact that they're they're doing that. You know? So uh it 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 had its time. I mean the the only reason they put that nameplate on flares is because that was supposed to be his belt. When, they, when that, they first started
0: that, yeah, and they just and kept it
1: and they just kept it going, and it became a thing.
0: So now, uh, to jump back a little bit, so I don't skip over these comments. Perry said they mute Benoit's WCW footage, which is true. They they try to erase him from history, and I, I, I've said this so many times: Chris Benoit, a wrestler, is a different entity than Chris Benoit, the person. Chris Benoit, the person allegedly did those things, which I really don't believe that he did. I really don't, and I, I have. It's never sat well with me at all. That whole thing. It's never sat well with me because it seemed like it's too many holes in it. Um, but they do. They 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 kind of trying to erase him from history. You know, you can't even find his theme song anywhere. So you know. That's something that WWE does. And uh, the Almanac, Perry confirmed it, is done by PWI. Um, And Perry says, that's what I said when Brett debuted the AEW men's title. And Gresham versus Blake Christian. I I, I believe that's going on now. I'm I'm sure before we get off air, that'll be over. Come on, Gresham. You got to go ahead and win that.
1: Oh, he, but, uh, no, no worries about that. Blake Christian is a, Blake Christian is a former 205 Live wrestler. Okay, I mean he's he's doing pretty well in the indie. He's you know he's an indie sweetheart right now, and he's going around and doing his thing. Um, but to win the Ring of Honor World Championship, nah, that's not going to happen. Squash match. That's just another. That's just another. It, it won't be a squash match, but it'll be a good 10-15 minute technical match. Cuz Blake Blake is Blake is a high flyer but he he has some technical skills too so it should be a good match for about a good 10 15 maybe 20.
0: Well, let me let me let me throw this at you. And we were talking about WWE Evil docuseries series. Right. we were talking about Vince McMahon. That's where we started at. Vince McMahon right. during the Attitude Era and that whole Mr. McMahon thing. You know we I'm, I don't <clears throat> got to remember who the hell I'm talking to. Um, everybody knows where well, everybody should know where he cultivated that character of Mr. McMahon before it showed up on TV and what was that? Uh, Tennessee with Jerry Lawler, mm-hmm. they would do show, do house shows there, and that's where the Mr. McMahon character took hold and he shaped it. Wrestling with Jerry Lawler, when once you've seen it. I mean, it's just it's synonymous with the attitude there, especially when you know they were trying to figure out who this person was when Stephanie kept getting kidnapped by the by the uh, the, the ministry, and it turned out to be Vince. Like that was that was a real old oh shit moment for me, and um. Perry says he did it in Memphis in 93, 94. yeah it was early early okay so you're talking about
1: um what was what was it? What was, it? What was it? it wasn't the powers that be it was what, what was it called what was he called himself
0: I don't when he had remember. the shroud when he
1: had the shroud on and nobody knew who it was or uh, and and he came into the, he came into the ring and he had the shroud on and mm-hmm. it, was, it was me it was me all along It it was calling him something else it wasn't the powers that be because that was uh wcw but right. um uh,
0: i can't even remember,
1: can't remember. okay well I'm, i've said that to say this who was that originally supposed to be
0: perry say the higher power
1: the higher power right who, who, was, who, who, who was originally slated to be the higher power?
0: Who? <laughs> you don't know? No, I don't. You got me. You got me sitting there. <laughs> my seat, Come on!
1: <laughs> Christopher Daniels, get the fuck out of here! Christopher Daniels was slated to sign with WWE. And he was going to be the higher power. But something happened with the contract negotiation and it didn't work out. And he wound up sticking around with impact.
0: Wow. Didn't know that? Didn't know that? But I, I mean, Vince McMahon as a heel, he was a thorn in... Stone Cold side, especially during that, you know, the battle for the WWF championship at the time. And he was a great, 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 great foe. He was a secondary foe to Stone Cold because, of course, Stone Cold The Rock, but The Rock had Triple H. After the curtain call and they bumped Triple H down, I think the curtain call... And Triple H taking the brunt of the punishment was one of the best things that ever happened because we got a intercontinental battle between Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H. And that battle went to the next level when they start battling for the championship belt. And then you throw McMahon in there and he's the thorn in everybody's side. But when you talk about heels, Triple H is a heel has to be thrown in there. The cerebral assassin, I mean, the game, I'm sorry, before it was even a cerebral assassin, the game, how he won his first championship, breaking JR's arm on Monday Night Raw to wrestle uh, 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 mankind and beat him the night after he won the championship. He has to be maybe not top three, but top five. Definitely.
1: I put him, in, I put him as a four. and I put him a four.
0: I guess you could say the undertaker would be a great heel, but he's been over for 30 some odd years. I don't really, I never seen him as a heel like this dude. When he would leave and come back the pop that he would get, you don't have no, uh, no, 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 no pop like that for a heel. he was corny and banging the boss's daughter yeah you gotta do what you do to get to the top
1: yeah you know you know i I mean i I enjoyed triple h i did uh the championship the um, championship belt big gold that i have back there does have his name plate on it so i mean i did i did buy it for that purpose um As far as far as I mean, I appreciated him as a heel. Now, as as far as Undertaker is concerned, he had his heel. He he had he was kind of in and out when it came to being a heel in the face. But he was more one of those like anti heels or anti heroes, like Stone Cold. I mean, he could just fit with anybody mm-hmm. he, could, he could wrestle against a face or a heel because he was just in between he wasn't one of the other so you know with with the undertaker you know that's why i didn't name the undertaker because he was one of the guys that was going through my head i didn't want to mention the undertaker or triple h because that would be more of a softball than anything i was trying to kind of go into like generation generational you know because uh I'm just, waiting for MJ, I'm just waiting for MJF to get over there, so he can be the greatest heel of all time. Mm-hmm. Period. But uh, but I know as soon as MJF 2020 2024, when his contract is up in AEW, and he decides to go over to WWF, he will not be. They will not let him be who he is. They they will not let him go. They're yeah. gonna try to control him in some way, and I'm gonna be so so disappointed. I just want him to stay in the end. I just want him to stay out of WWE and just do his thing for the rest of his career because I know that he can he he'll be able to make money out, make plenty of money outside of WWE. If he does go to WWE, let it be like in his last 10 years and he retires with all the money that he needs to get over to get through the rest of his life. But then even then, he's not he's talking about not even wrestling into his like mid thirties. He wants to he already talking about wanting to go into hollywood and be a hollywood star and whatnot the man ain't even 30 yet well guess what he goes to wwe he can do that yeah he, he can he can i mean like I like i was saying before he goes and follows the dwayne johnson blueprint and do and, and gets into hollywood i mean that would be the only reason you would go to wwe Agreed. you not going to wwe for character development.
0: <laughs> he's not necessarily going to
1: WWE for money. He's going for he's going to get into Hollywood. And yeah. So,
0: but Perry says uh, Trips was close to winning to winning the uh, King of the Ring in '96. He got punished. Gave to Austin changed everything. Right. In my opinion, it well, changed right. everything for the good because just the product that we got and him being bumped down and then having to ascend back up and the birth of. DX, and it's like, okay, we just got one of the biggest factions, and I understand DX is a response to NWO, I get that, but the thing is, everybody didn't join DX. Everybody joined NWO at some point. I'm just saying, but I, I, I got to throw Triple H in there, but Vince McMahon as a a heel throwing him my goddamn side because it was plenty of weeks I he didn't had me slamming shit down because he didn't screw somebody over that I needed to win. So, but this uh, docu series WWE Evil uh, exposes new details from the characters who define a generation of WWE, including each villain's history, their key rivalries, and career defining moment. Um. You said you had a list of
1: people they were gonna be talking about,
0: yeah. Uh the birth of Stone Cold wouldn't would, uh have never happened exactly. We would have never got Austin 316. So the curtain call, one of the biggest events in the history of wrestling, the punishment that was fit that was handed down for Triple H, it worked so well because it just it it worked well. I I I think it was one of the greatest things that ever happened. Just saying. Uh um, yeah. it
1: was the catalyst for a lot of stuff that went on around that time. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah.
0: And the thing if you think about it, the what was that? That was ninety six. So I guess we say ninety seven was uh the start of the added when actually they say they counted as ninety six being the start of the Attitude Era. So, 96 to 2002, 2001, around that time. So, five years of the Attitude Era. And then we went into the Ruthless Aggression Era in about 2002. It seems like the Attitude Era was way longer than that. It seems like the Ruthless Aggression Era was longer. But...
1: Well, they kind of they kind of melded into each other until that speech that Vince made in the ring and brought up the ruthless aggression thing. So, yeah, they kind they were kind of melded together until that line of demarcation came when he actually said the words. And then, not too long after, then not too long after that, you had John Cena come in and wrestle Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. and that kind of kicked off everything.
0: Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the ruthless aggression era. I wasn't really a fan. I damn sure wasn't a fan of the PG era. So I don't know what you call this era that we're in now. I I guess this is the era of stupidity for WWE. (laughs) But um, now, please, please, please do not shoot the messenger. I am just one man doing what I can. (sighs) This is the list of superstars featured in WWE evil. Uh-oh. Episode one. I don't. I don't like.
1: I don't. I don't like the way that you started that. And okay, so Hollywood Hulk Hogan as a heel. Okay,
0: you already starting to piss me off. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and and Perry says ninety six to two thousand one, attitude effectively ended after the invasion. Yeah, I agree. It's like nothing was the same. It's like. It's like after the invasion, it was like your girlfriend left you. You know? And you, you, you was just like... You woke up singing the OJs. What am I waiting for? You know?
1: But the invasion was a flop anyway.
0: Uh,
1: and But it felt... The, invasion, the, whole, the, the whole invasion angle was a flop from the beginning. It felt empty. Because, well, it was empty because look at what you had. I mean... You had all of these, you had every wrestler that you actually wanted to see come over to WWE with these guaranteed contracts that they were like, okay, well, I can sit home and make more money than I can wrestling with WWE. Why would I give this contract up? They got to honor it. So that who did they get rid of? They got rid of Sting, Hall,
0: Nash, Sting, Goldberg, yeah, Hogan Gold- for a while. But Hall and Nash wound up coming over anyway. So did yeah, that was after the contract. That was after the contract ended. Because remember, they brought the WWE, the uh the NWO in. I gotta inject poison into my own creation. Fuck right. God, but that was all after
1: the contracts ended. The contracts ended, then they re-signed with WWE mm. and brought in the NWO. So that's what the, that's what that was. Those warner, those warner, those time warner contracts were some bullshit. You know, and, and they were all and they were all catalysts of the uh, of Hall and Nash, because when they first got to when they first got the WCW signed those contracts. And what what is it? What is it I was saying? I, I was using it a lot Uh the favored nations clause. Mm hmm. You know what the favored nations clause is?
0: I'm not sure. A hundred percent. Explain that for me.
1: Okay, so the favored nations clause that they that Hall and Nash used basically says, if I come into the I come into the company and I sign a contract, okay, my contract is for hundred thousand dollars, right? KG comes in and he's making, he comes in and he signs a contract for one hundred and fifty thousand. My favorite nation's clause in my contract means that I get not only do I match what P with K with KG gets automatically but I get whatever the agreed amount is more than him so if my favorite nation's contract is 10% then KG comes in at 150,000 my contract automatically goes to 165.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the next person
1: that comes in at 200,000, I get the same thing. Exactly. And it goes for, every, every, and so they would actually go to their friends and be like, look, it's easy pickings over here. You might, you might want to come over here and sign the contract. But when you sign the contract, Sign the contract just try to get this much money. And if they get because if they get it, the favorite
0: nation's got clause kicks in. And you right. always gonna make the money.
1: They always stay the highest paid in the company.
0: Let's see if I can sign a contract like that in my job.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely! Oh my god! Oh, whoa! Well, any, any contract I sign, I'm like, hey, I put a favor of the nations clause in that joint.
0: That's it. And uh, <laughs> Perry says, uh, launching Shane's WCW in Seattle a week before the Raw in Atlanta took the legs out of relaunch, which led to the invasion. <sighs> I just that whole angle, ugh. You messed up a good thing, and I think you know what I think. That's one of the reasons why The Rock left and never came back.
1: No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad start. I mean, for Shane to for the Shane to come out and says, "Yeah, the name on the contract says McMahon, but I own the company." I can that that was good. I like that. That broke. That started. Look, comp, the one thing that happened once WCW got bought was the fact that they had WWE F, WWE had no competition. That was bad for them. So they had to build their own competition from within. And I'm catching a lot of, I'm catching, I'm re- I'm re-catching a lot of this shit because. I actually went through and I watched, I rewatched all of the Ruthless Aggression series not too long ago. So I got refreshed on a lot of this stuff. Right. So you had you had to build up your own competition because they were doing their best with competition with the WCW ECW tried, but really couldn't get anything It couldn't get any legs up under them. So that's when you had Stephanie. Well, I got W, I got ECW, and I'm gonna get together with my brother, and we're gonna take over. We'll try to take over WWE together. So I mean, like I said, if they had the specific pieces that, were, that couldn't get in at the time, if they had those pieces, it would have been something entirely different. You'd have had Sting versus Undertaker. Mm -hmm. You'd have had NWO versus DX. Mm -hmm. You'd have had Goldberg versus Stone Cold. So it, it, it it was contracts. It was those contracts that kind of messed up everything. So what did they do? They had to go with what they had. They had to go with a whole bunch of guys who they were building up in WCW that really that really didn't have a name, the Mark Gendrax, the Sean mm-hmm. Stasiaks, the me, <laughs> you know, the um, yeah, exactly, yeah, you, you know, you know, you had all the Luchadors that came through, and you know, yeah, yeah, all you had all these guys who really didn't have any name appeal in um in WWE. They didn't know who these people were.
0: Nope. But
1: those that watched WCW knew who they were. You know, but W W E didn't know who they were. So it was kind of rough to deal with these, have these people and try to make them into something and make them work watchworthy.
0: And Perry says WCW didn't run Seattle. That's why the crowd crapped on it. I can believe that. I, I can't believe that. It's just yeah. I didn't like that angle. I didn't like the whole invasion thing in the first place. But uh I just don't want y'all to kill me when I read this list. Because
1: okay, so you started with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood oh,
0: Hulk Hogan. It can only uh, go downhill from here. <laughs> that's episode one. Um and this is the this is the synopsis of the episode. Hulk Hogan, and I read the synopsis of the episodes too. Hulk Hogan goes Hollywood. Betraying his fans and beliefs to become the personification of evil. No, he was actually imitating superstar Billy Graham. I
1: well, believe he, always
0: imitated superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe beginning. he's admitted that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, episode two. The Miz from reality star to superstar. Mike Mazanin took fame to new heights with his villainous alter ego. The Miz. Episode three. There's a, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks. There's a villain inside of all of us. Sasha Banks unleashes hers to become the boss episode. It's only eight episodes and God, it shouldn't be that many, but uh episode four, brothers of destruction. Brothers and sworn enemies, the Undertaker and Kane align to become the ultimate evil duo in WWE. Uh, probably could have been one of the greatest tag teams of all time, too. Could have. Um, episode five, Randy Orton. Randy Orton's evil evolution into the legend killer unleashes true demons lurking within. Okay, episode four and five. I'll watch. Episode six, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie steps out of her uh, father's shadow to forge a legacy of power and corruption in WWE. I can see it. Do I agree with it? Not 100%, but I can see it. Uh, Episode seven, as mentioned before, Ric Flair. Witness how the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair, became one of WWE's greatest villains. And finally, Episode 8, Roman Reigns from hated good guy to beloved bad guy. Roman Reigns finds new life by embracing his dark side. Ugh. Anyway, Perry Perry got something to say. I'd rather focus on what Perry got to say than that. Um, Perry says, picture launching the ATL with, with the ECW invasion happening then. And we're talking about uh, the invasion angle back in 2001. Uh, then the plan to give WCW would would have worked. Instead, we got the invasion, and then less than a year later, the brand split. Later, without the WCW name, well, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like the brand split anyway. I say that all the time. The, on brand, this show.
1: the brand split had to happen.
0: But the I, I, had, if the invasion had worked, there would never be a brand split. But see, I, that's why I always say on this show is that I'm so used to every show being a continuation of the previous show. So you start the week off Monday night raw. When raw goes off the air, you still got action going on. When SmackDown started on Thursday, you recap raw and then you jump right back into the action. Somebody's getting their ass with backstage. Then that goes off the air and you like, fuck. Then you go to shotgun Saturday night, shotgun Saturday night. They recap everything that happened on raw and SmackDown and Saturday night you get a little bit of uh, action. You get in the Sunday night heat. You get the recap from the win- from the winner, and then it's uh, from the uh, wait week- weekend, and then you start it all over again. But everything was connected. Everybody touched everything. You didn't miss anything because you knew if you missed one episode, you missed everything. And you were lost. I didn't miss recording a SmackDown because I was home on Monday nights. I wasn't home on Thursday. I was home on Monday. I didn't miss recording that. Now it's just like you gotta, you can watch SmackDown now and know everything that's going on on SmackDown. Know nothing that's going on Raw because they never jump back and show you what happened on Monday night. On Monday night, they never show you what happened on Friday. They don't even show you anymore what happened on Two Hundred Five Live, which is no longer there. Um, they don't show you that anymore. They don't. Sh- it's like there's no continuity. Is the problem, and well, if that brings, I don't like it. it never they had did that on purpose.
1: They had to. They had no choice but to do that. When the invasion angle didn't work, the invasion angle originally was supposed to be the WCW getting their own brand. So that that's what was supposed to happen. It wasn't necessarily going to be WCW SmackDown. I don't think, but I mean, that's what it ended up. I mean. But that WCW was supposed to get their own show as, com- as competition within, so that that would have that would have kind of taken care of that. It'd been two separate brands going up against each other, but the evasion angle didn't work, so they had because again, you got no competition, so you got nothing to go up against. You had to create you had to create your own competition, which is why they came up with the brand split. So they had they had to do something to uh I mean one contiguous show yeah that's that's what people are used to that's the old that's the old school way of doing things but that was back when they had other shows or other companies to go up against they had no other they had no other outlet no other option at that time so they had to do what they needed to do to get to create competition mm. within each, other, within from within. So that's why they created SmackDown, and again did the did the brand split. So I mean, it was it was it was what did, what they say? Necessity is uh the, is the mother of invention. Agreed. So they had to, it was something that had to be done.
0: Well. We got an update from GCW. Gresham and Blake tearing it down. See now. I might have to start watching this stuff now, man. I'm 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 feeling like I'm missing well, out.
1: Perry, I mean, I'd heard about GCW and I hadn't really watched it. I heard a lot about it. And then Perry started talking about it. And then I watched the show and I was like, okay, this is the new ECW, pretty much. I mean, they've got the they've got the technical wrestling, they've got the luchadores, they've got the death matches, they've got you know all this stuff. I mean, it's they've got everything. They've got everything. They got pretty much everything you want in a wrestling show. They've mm-hmm. even got the support. They've even got a lot of the surprises, like you know they come they come in and 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 it's a, and they're good surprises because. Nobody. I mean, not that not that uh, GCW isn't significant, but they don't have all of those moles and whatnot who go around and say, "Oh, guess who was backstage?" or "Guess who's talking about showing up at, at GCW next week?" or something like that. So they don't have that. Mm-hmm. So when they get a, when they get somebody coming in and as, as a surprise, they are a surprise. So, you know, it, 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 GCW it has found their niche. And they are pretty much, I, now that this Ring of Honor has gone to the wayside for right now, they are number three, in my opinion.
0: Well, I need to watch more of it. Because the way Perry talks about it, it got me wanting to watch more. Because the excitement and him watching it and keeping keeping us updated that's always beautiful. Now I, I'm like, Yeah, okay, now I gotta start sitting down watching this my damn self because this seems like it's pretty goddamn good. So, uh, as far as WWE, uh, WWE Evil, um. I'll give it a try. Together.
1: I'll check out I'll check out this Hollywood Hogan show and see what it, what it's like. And, and, and I'll 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 give it a shot. I'll see I'll see what it's about. I'll see what's going on. But uh it's not looking too uh like you said, it's not really looking too interesting until episode four
0: mm-hmm. with the uh Brothers of Destruction. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We came here. We did what we came to do. It's time for the mothership to take off because we had to put it back in the garage and gas her up and then sneak the keys back on uh, the key hook in the house because Don Rodriguez wasn't here. Um, he was on special assignment. Yeah, we can't, be, we can't
1: be running the mothership too long because <laughs> the gas prices is high right now.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Man, high ain't the word the gas prices in California is Cheech and Chong. Man. Man, They talking about seven. But you know, California gas is different. For those that don't know, uh, they have to have a special kind of gas in California. My dad told me this. He was like, man, we get our gas and then they have to refine it again because of all the pollution. He was like, they have to. That's why our gas is so expensive because of what they got to go through. So they was already paying $4. Now they up to 7 so yeah. they really getting it, you know. Oh yeah. So, hey, to those people with electric cars and Teslas and everything, y'all ahead of the curve, man. Y'all ahead of the curve, no doubt. So, uh, what's this? One? Come on, Deathmatch time. <laughs> Perry say deathmatch match time.
1: Yeah, they, they have at least one. They have at least one death match a show. So I mean, what wrong with that? I mean, they, but but yeah, those death matches are pretty good. I mean, way worse than anything that uh, ECW ever did because I was mean, oh, shit. These 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 guys get it in. And then and I and I'm trying. And Perry could probably tell you better than I can. There was one guy recently that did okay, Gage and Tremont versus Warner. Mance Warner, okay, so Nick Gage, who you all know, wrestled, wrestled Chris Jericho in that in that match in AEW, and Matt Tremont, who is his tag team partner, they call themselves Club Hate, are going up against Mance Warner, who you might remember from MLW, and Matthew Justice, who called themselves the Second City Crew. And uh very good in a death match for the GCW World Heavyweight Championships. Gage and Tremont took those belts from the Briscoes about three, four weeks ago. So um that is a tag title match. So that that should be pretty good. And that's the and that's the main event, the hate club. Yeah, and I say club hate, but it's the hate club. Yeah. But um, yeah, Nick Nick Gage. Nick Gage, the Nick Gage that you saw on AEW was watered down. Really? I'll put it that way. Yeah, he was watered. He was very much watered down. (laughs) The Nick Gage in GCW is a whole other animal. Hmm. That's like comparing... That's like comparing stunning Steve Austin in WCW to Stone Cold.
0: Agreed. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) You ain't got to say no more. I I got (laughs) you. Perry say Nick Gage shouldn't be alive right now.
1: And he shouldn't. And, And he shouldn't. And anybody who saw the Nick Gage... Uh, dark side of the ring will know why Mm. the man almost died in a match against Tremont he almost died in a match they had to bring a helicopter They, they were wrestling somewhere outside in a death match he cut him he got cut so bad they had to bring in a helicopter to transport him to the nearest hospital, which was, I think they said driving was like an hour away. Damn. He almost died <laughs> in a match, in a death match. Literally. He almost died. I mean, he, I mean, he they said that he had bled out half of the blood in his body before the helicopter even got there. Damn it.
0: <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> it, it, well, I guess that is watered down then. Shit.
1: Yes. I mean, so, this man was bloody from head to from the longest hair on his head to the bottom of his feet. I mean, he was nothing but blood. Hmm. And if you want to go back and watch that dark side of the ring, they got sections of that match in that dark side of the ring episode. So you you can go back and watch that and see. But this this man is this man is crazy. This man's crazy. I give it to and him. And this man and up and and up and and Perry can attest to this, up until about a month ago, this man was never under any contract whatsoever. He just signed a lifetime contract with GCW about a month ago. His first ever contract. Wow. And GCW doesn't have that doesn't have contracted wrestlers.
0: Mm. And Perry said he was tame on AEW too.
1: Yeah. She was way water. He was way watered down. They was like, look. Um, you can. We know that the pizza cut is your gimmick. You can use it. We'll give you a couple of light tubes, maybe. You know, you can use those. But yeah, you you need to you need to back it up. Where yeah, you well, you're usually on ten? We need you about maybe three. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we need you about a high two right at three. Yeah, you, you know, we 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 maybe a little trickle of blood, but not as much as you used
0: to. But you know that's also network TV so you gotta you gotta pull that back. matter of fact, me and uh the boss BJ were having a conversation about that. We were actually talking about um the new show Bellet and a lot of people don't like it because oh, it's not funny and it's not true to the original, but it's not on network TV. it's on a streaming service it's on peacock and this show is not meant to be funny. it's dark it's, no, edgy. it's not.
1: Right, there's a whole, there's a whole new reimagination of the show. Right, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it at all. Uh, I want to try to get into it. I got to get to the mindset of get of watching it. But from what I've heard about the show, uh, Carlton needs to be shot for shit and killed for stinking. <laughs>
0: I've I've been binge watching it. I'm already I'm on episode six out of seven. So I'll be watching two episodes once we get off this because uh tomorrow i got winning time so i got i got shows but i don't watch much tv i watch more youtube videos than anything of old tv shows but bel-air bel is where it's at and perry said it bel-air is genius it's not for everybody i mean some yeah i some,
1: think i think straight the tape did a did a uh did a segment on their show about uh bel-air recently so yeah that they, they they, they kind of they kind of broke it down a little bit for folks, but uh, I, yeah, uh, I, I I like I said I got to get in the mindset. You know, usually I don't get into stuff that's like real popular. I have to let it go for a little bit and let mm-hmm. kind of newness go rub rub off on it, so I can kind of like get into it and get my own opinion and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm I'll I'll eventually start watching it, and
0: I will say see what's that- up with it. This is how I can tie it all back into wrestling. They wanted Nick Gage to tone it down. Now, if AW was on a streaming service, let's say AEW was on something like oh man, HBO Max. You know, you could watch AW live on HBO Max, like you can watch stuff live on Peacock. He wouldn't have had to tone down a damn thing because it's a difference right. between network TV and streaming. You can yeah. get away with a lot more with a streaming service, especially a cable streaming service, where you can do things that you can't do on network TV. And that's the same thing with Nick Gage, that's the same thing with uh, 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 Bel Air. And what's the um, the show, um, All the Queens Men? Everybody was talking about that the scene with old girl was getting back shots and he put her crown on and all that like, you can't put that on BT you gotta put that on BT plus you can't even put that on Skinamax like it's this is this is what it is. If you don't understand the limitations that you have on network TV, you'll never understand the game what you can and can't do. We can't have the attitude error anymore as bad as I would love to but because of network TV the restrictions and the sensitive people that have you know assholes we can't have that but if you put it on a streaming service oh you can go a little bit further you got a little bit more rope to say all right let me go out in this water a little bit
1: now GCW is, <laughs>
0: is working on <laughs> <laughs> parents say, dude, that scene was porno. Yes, it was. Yeah, now, and I, DCW
1: you know, is working it? on a streaming service. They are on Fight TV right now, and, I'm and all sure of their pay-per-views are on
0: Fight TV right now. I'm sure on Fight. They, TV, don't have they, have te- they don't have a They
1: don't. have like a television show. They don't have like a weekly show, but they do a lot of shows. They do. They do film a lot of their shows um, that they do. On their tours and whatnot, and put them on fight TV. So you are able. They don't have anything like weekly, but when they do do a show, they do like maybe they'll do like one or two shows in the city, and they'll put them on fight TV, and then they'll move and they'll put that show on, and you know that like that. But it's nothing really weekly because they had like two shows back to back recently uh, on two different days, and then with um, Russell Khan coming up. They're gonna have a whole bunch of different shows, different types of shows that they're gonna be doing. That whole WrestleMania week, and WrestleCon week. So they'll have like, um, um, and um, Perry could probably help with some of these. Effie's show, uh, Effie's Big Fat, um, Effie's Big Fat, um, something, and um, and um, they have a show called For the Culture, which is an all black card. Then they'll have the, um, Josh Barnett's fight club, uh, where he does his thing. Uh, he has his shows. And then there's uh Joey Janella has his spring break show that he does. So it's going to be a whole bunch of shows that they do where they have certain wrestlers who have, who, who run their, who run shows for their, of their own within GCW. So, um, AJ, AJ Gray does the uh, For the Culture. And then Allie Catch, who he mentioned with Jordan Grace earlier, uh, she has a show that's all women's card. And so it, it, they're going to have a lot of things going on, Russell kind weekend. So anybody that wants to get into GCW, that would be a good week to get into, to catch them. And, um, and, um, and uh, get, and get info- get informed with who GCW really is, because that's and Nick Gage has his own all deathmatch show. Mm. The whole card is nothing but death matches.
0: It's blood and guts everywhere. So, uh,
1: yeah, and I mean, <laughs> how you going to get five or six diff- different death matches in one show and keep you interested? You know, yeah, that's, just, that's just that's just. Amazing in itself. So, yeah, and plus they have like tournaments where they're the they all death match tournaments. Mm-hmm. I think they had that used to be I think it used to be called the King of the Death Matches back in the day. So, um, but yeah, it was it was it's it's crazy. It's GCW is is a whole another animal. And I would suggest and I thank Perry for turning me on to them and convincing me to start watching them. And uh I would suggest that anybody that gets the opportunity to watch them on fight TV go ahead and do so.
0: Well, Perry said we'll talk WrestleCon and he can do a preview next week. So low, Well in the Creek Don't Rise. We will have the Obi Wan Kenobi of Wrestling coming in and dropping some knowledge. Can't wait for that. That's already been put in the book and that is written in pen. Long as don't uh uh nothing good happen, you know like who, who we probably got a pay-per-view next week too i'm sure we got some good wrestling next week but perry gonna be right here with us and we'll be keeping up in live in real time with that so uh damn anything else we got before we go because we're gonna get in trouble tonight uh, I'm, I'm uh, we already in trouble i just want to let you know that i mean if you're already oh, in trouble, you're just keep going
1: the mothership on e already i don't know if we built up the damn budget for the gas on the on the mother for the mothership you know we already we already hitting on that on we already on the red light
0: man look i got experience though my wife hates when i do that like i'll be driving <laughs> and the light the, the joint boom boom she say what's that nothing then she look and go, why well, we ain't got no gas we're gonna ride. no baby 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 this thing say 58 miles to e I can make it to here from here to Baltimore and back on E. She don't like that, but so you know,
1: especially especially since somebody decided they wanted to do uh, wanted us to do a thirty minute show. <laughs>
0: That's why I say we're gonna get in trouble. We're gonna get talking in trouble. about some shotguns. I don't know where you're getting the shotgun Saturday night stuff from. I mean, you know, we... what? And that was actually that was actually the thing. But hey. You, you know what happens. You get to talk in wrestling. You get to talk in different points and everything. And then, you know, just everybody just getting together. Man, we can't do that in 30 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Tonight no. wasn't a night for 30 minutes. Um, exactly. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. As usual, I walk away from this show a little bit more knowledgeable in things that I didn't know, especially in the wrestling world. Uh, I did not know that the whole point of the invasion angle was to give WCW their own brand with WCW wrestlers. I didn't know that. You know, I just thought it was a stupid angle. You know, um, it's just I always walk away from here with knowledge, and I appreciate that. I appreciate, Raj, you, Nubian, Sumo, Perry, even the People's Choice Don Rodriguez when he here. I mean, I, I really do appreciate that because that knowledge right there is always great because I can pass that on. And Perry says, can't have a death match without a prosthetic leg beatdown. <laughs> a prosthetic leg beatdown. Jesus. Well, ain't nothing I can say about that. But uh, one thing I do have to say is um, diversify your bonds. Good eat you while bitches.